What's up, everybody? The fantasy season is almost over, but it's it's not over yet. So go ahead and keep following along with the show. Keep following us on Twitter and Instagram. We're putting out content on both. Go head over to our website <laughs> at uh, fantasydaydreamers.com where we're putting out a bunch of articles, weekly articles, monthly articles. Uh, yeah, just just stick with it because even if you're out of it this season, next season will be so much easier for you if you just keep listening. What's good? It's your boy, Big Gain, your host, JJ, and this is the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. With me today, I have producer Ian. What up, guys? Um, fun fact, just discovered how to put live sounds in, so uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with this one today. Nice! Yeah, I'm loving it already. <laughs> nice! Uh, also, Keone with us. Nice. Merry December, everybody. <laughs> Thank it's you, guys. Last month. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, thank you guys for joining me today. Today we're going to have some news, some waiver wire uh, talk, and then week 13 recap. Let's Let's get into it with the news, though. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, both wide receivers for the Carolina Panthers, and both of them were placed on the COVID reserve list. They were on bye this week. Maybe they were out going around. I don't know, but they are placed on that on that list. Um, we're not sure if they have COVID themselves or the, if they were just in close contact, but it's just something to keep an eye out. I think both of them were starters for on fantasy teams so find that pivot option do you think this is better or worse for McCaffrey if he plays week 14 better I think better. it's worse I mean uh, it uh, it'd be better for him because he's just going to get all of the workload like they still have Robbie Anderson there so he won't get 100% of the work workload obviously but he got injured in his first game coming back. I'm just worried about them give, giving him 100% of the touches and him getting banged up again. It's a fair one, but the man the man eats regardless. Uh, and I think that oh, having yeah, less he's... options, he's going to eat more. Like, But that's the thing with DJ Moore, with Curtis Samuel, that man eats. So and I, Mike Davis. I, yeah. And Ooh, they're just going to, <laughs> they're just going to be able to put eight men, nine men in the box every time because got to cover Robbie Anderson and that's it. It just scares me for CMC. I don't think it helps him. Chris Carson um, still isn't feeling the right. According to Pete Carroll, um, he's dealing with that sore foot and okay, Pete, we get it. Ease him back into it then and let Russ cook. Like, you don't have to rely on the run game. But 
he sees it differently. So just keep an eye on that. He's probably going to play, so you're probably starting him up. Yeah, he's a reliable guy pretty much when he's in there, unless if like except for the time where he got injured in the game. But for the most part, if he plays, you should put him in. Yep. And if you missed it, the Jets, they almost did it to him, but they let the Raiders throw that last-second touchdown. Henry Ruggs scored. And after the game, the Jets did fire their defensive coordinator. I don't know if it was all his fault. I think Adam Gase has a large part to do with that. But um, it, it honestly looked like they were trying to lose. Like, just the defense that they ran, they blitzed on what should have been a Hail Mary play. It just looked like they were trying to lose. It looked bad for the NFL. I don't know how you don't play some sort of prevent defense. Even if you don't like prevent defense, how do you not have two to three safeties over top? Like prepared yeah. for the fastest man on that team. To... Just left him in man. Yeah, or was it like, was it cover zero? I think was the specific, was it what was... I've been hearing. It didn't matter because they were ahead by more than a field goal. It's not like they needed to play it safe and be like, well, let's stop the field goal and the touchdown. No, it was just, let's, honestly, let's stop just the touchdown. And they were like, no, we're not going to let them get these 10 yards and run out of bounds. Like, they, it was absolutely terrible. Yeah, and some, like, in terms of the defensive coordinator, somebody had to go down, and I don't think it was going to be Adam Gase. Oh, and so yet. it was him. And I mean, he deserved to be fired, but still like it was collateral damage. Yeah. I don't think it has much to do with fantasy though. It's just crazy NFL story. There's, they still haven't won a game. You guys, just in case you guys haven't been following along. No, they're, I'm, they're I'm giving them a go. win. <laughs> I'm giving them a win for this one. I'm sorry. You <laughs> can't take that hard. <laughs> James yeah, will fight you lost. tooth and nail for that win. Yeah, <laughs> right. He can fight me as much as he wants. That was <laughs> a win that they threw. Um, if you played Clyde Edwards-Alaire this week, you were disappointed. He sat out. He was, he was dealing with an illness all week long. He suited up to go, and then he didn't play. So that's you just took one on the chin there. That, that just really hurts. But um, it was just an illness. I feel like he's he'll be back this coming up week. I'm going to do something like so for the uh, Kevin Sorbo disappointed uh, award yeah, yeah. for this week, even though he's not the best of people, but um, yeah, I'm going to give it to, sound. I'm going to give it to running back injuries this week. Just in total. Yeah. Because you got, in to, you got um, him, you got Frank Gore, and then you got another guy who we're going to talk about in this news segment. So that's at least three this week. That's preventing good players from. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's move on. Um, Yeah. So I would say start up CEH next week. Um, In Raiders news, we're going to wait till till Wednesday's practice to see what it is. But John Gruden says he wouldn't expect Josh. Josh Jacobs to play right now so I take that as what he's actually saying and he wouldn't if they had a game on Tuesday he would not play Tuesday but and I think he'll be very limited this week and if he does go on Sunday he's going to be limited in the game too that's 
that's tough for me because Josh Jacobs is uh, an RB1 if if not RB2. RB2 if not RB1. That's what it shows. Um, and just to get away from him is going to be really hard, especially after the way Devontae uh, Booker looked. He didn't, he didn't control that backfield. So it's going to be hard for me to get away from him if Jacobs does play. Antonio Gibson, he left Monday's game with a toe injury. We're waiting to see. We haven't. I haven't heard anything further. Have you guys? I think about... it's too early to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we haven't heard That's back. Happened. Yeah. So he played or he didn't play. He ran. Uh, he got the ball twice. And on the second one, he went down and he didn't return to the game. So it could be serious, but it's just something we're going to have to cover on Thursday's podcast. So, got to listen in. Lamar Jackson has been activated off the COVID reserve list, and he's going to play tonight, we hope. And let, I mean, barring some crazy thing where he doesn't go, but he has been activated. So, if you waited on him, you can start him up. The NFL really gave you, uh, really yeah. helped you out by moving all their games around. So he only had to miss one. Wednesday to Tuesday. Yeah. Next. Um, Yeah, that'll do it for the news for us this week. Wait a second. (laughs) No, 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 no. You're not getting away with... No, 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 no. What is the last piece of news? All right, all right. So... The Washington football team, maybe the best team in the NFL right now, took down the undefeated Steelers, um, no longer undefeated Steelers, and so the 72 Dolphins can celebrate. Only undefeated team. So congrats to them. Did you say maybe the best team in the in the NFL right now just because <laughs> yes. it, it, it hurts less? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. if the Steelers lost to a, a good team, <laughs> yeah, they're not a good team, but they have something to play for, and they're playing pretty well right now. But it, I mean, it's disappointing as a Steeler fan. But we'll get over this. We'll get through it. There's a lot of season left in real football. So, is that all for the notes now, Keanu? <laughs> Can I move yes, on? I just wanted. I just wanted you to say that. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> We get a drop for that. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to some waiver wire. So um, let's go over some drops first. I'm going to give you guys some names and you guys tell me whether you would stick it out with them or whether you're ready to move on. Up first, Cam Newton, New England Patriots quarterback. He's 59.9% known. I mean, they shut the Chargers out this week, but. Cam Newton did, has not been getting it done through the air. 69 passing yards. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 69 passing yards. He got in the end zone a couple of times on the ground, but are you guys ready to move on from Cam Newton? Yes. He had a good game. Uh, where he got three total touchdowns, but that's pretty much where all his points came from. 
seeing yep. as we already said how many passing yards he had. And his next two games are against the Rams and Miami. So that's not, those are not fun matchups. So those will be like defensive struggles, I think. A big time, especially yep. late in the year. Um, yeah, they're, they're, you should have other quarterbacks. Um, maybe, and like this is like the key point in the year to where if you're going to drop players, it's to kind of set up your playoff team because you want to get rid of any distractions that might be on your team. And what I mean by that is any players where you're not exactly sure if you're going to play them or not. So it's just better to have them off your team. So you're not worrying about it. Like, Oh, who am I going to start this week? Because in the playoffs that can really, really hurt you. Yeah. He's just a guy to get rid of. Yeah. That's a good point. You kind of want to have your lineup set for the playoffs or at least have an idea of who to set for like in specific games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cam Newton. I, I, yeah, I got to move away from him. Yeah, uh, okay, let me rephrase that. I don't think I was keeping him this long, but I, yeah, he's, it really helped that they played a Chargers team that was just completely outcoached. But it always happens to the Chargers where they get outcoached by Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah, Belichick prides himself on prides himself on special teams and that's really where they beat the Chargers was on special teams Um, not so much with Cam like Keone said he did get the three touchdowns which really saved his day but other than that yeah I just feel like you can find 10 quarterbacks every single week that are going to score more fantasy points to them and three to four maybe even five of those are going to be streaming options so I think it's time to move on from Cam Newton if you haven't already Next guy up on the list, another quarterback, Carson Wentz, Philadelphia Eagles. He's 57.5% owned in ESPN leagues. And the Eagles benched him late in the game on Sunday for Jalen Hurts, the future. (laughs) And uh, so do you guys think that this NFL team is moving on from him? And if so, does that mean Jalen Hurts is an option to pick up or Carson Wentz is an option to drop? Or do you guys think that they just benched him for this week? He'll be back. Um, you can still drop him or keep him. What, what's your guys' thoughts on Carson Wentz? It's it's kind of like not a spoken rule. I don't really have to say it. But I think if your quarterback gets benched for performance issues, you pretty much can't have him on your team anymore so like like if they're really that bad they're doing that bad and they suddenly get benched in a game i'm kind of losing faith that they'll you're saying fantasy yeah fantasy fantasy. yeah yeah because i was gonna say the eagles can't cut him they have they owe him way too much money no 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 no. not as not as an nfl move as an nfl move i don't know but so if you if a quarterback gets benched in the middle of the performance yeah you can move on, move on from him in fantasy. Yeah, obviously, when like Patrick Mahomes doesn't play the fourth quarter, it's not like, oh, well, you got to move on from him. No, it's just like Carson Wentz. He got benched once. What does it mean for the rest of the season? He could get pulled next week if he's not doing it. Like, are they going to be can quicker I, to to get rid of him in the game? Or are they can I be... give you one guy that that rule does not apply for? Who? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, which I guess he wasn't. Fair. He's not. I guess it doesn't really work because it wasn't pulled for performance. They just want to get the rookie in, but 
if that man ever does get back in and play like we have seen, he's a streaming option every week. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. But Fitzpatrick, though, when he's playing for the starting spot, is like really, really good. And then once he has it, he just like eases up too much. So I don't know. It's like he has to be playing from behind always. Yeah, true. Oh, much like Nick Foles. <laughs> or Nick Foley, yeah. I should say. Um, I don't know terms if you... Oh, oh, go for it, Cameron. No. In terms of Carson Wentz, bye-bye, Birdie. <laughs> His confidence has to be completely shot at this point. Oh, yeah. Because they're doing sort of like mind games with him because I think they gave him a deal, and then in the second round, they picked up Jalen Hurts, and then they bench him this game. And it's not going well Down the toilet. That's what he's doing, down the toilet. Yeah, he, yeah. Their, their team is crumbling, essentially. And so they're just trying to save it at this point. So I mean, are, I, you guys, are you guys playing any Philadelphia Eagles players? Dallas Goddard. Okay, Dallas Goddard. Miles Sander. Miles, I'm just about ready to move on from Miles I Like, not move on. I'm not saying drop Miles Sanders. Don't twist up my words. But... I think you can find better options to start. 10 carries, 31 yards, zero catches. I don't know about it. Yeah. I mean, three weeks in a row, he hasn't really done much. Yep. So I I can understand it. But I, I don't know if that's like, it really is just a coaching thing. Like he's just not getting, he's just not getting the ball like he should be. Because he's way better than Boston that, Scott. That offensive line is atrocious as well. Oh, God. so I mean, I would not want to be running behind them either. No. All right, let's move on to an, our next. Yeah, so drop drop Carson Wentz. I think that's what we just that's what we landed on. Yeah. Um, next guy here, I'm gonna ask you guys about Duke Johnson. We did see David Johnson return. Duke Johnson, the Houston Texans running back. He's 57.7% owned. Are you guys ready to move on from Duke Johnson? Or is he one of those guys where we talked about where, hey, you might want to hang on to this guy if you have David Johnson because handcuff. We don't know if David Johnson's going to make it through the season healthy. Or is he just a drop candidate altogether? Um, we did say last week that it was probably time to start getting those handcuffs. It yep. was cuffing season. Um, so, I, like, it's worth the keep. But even when David Johnson went out, he wasn't having spectacular games. Um, which is why, like, it, it's wild that he that they weren't really using him like how, how they should have been. But even then, like, David Johnson went out and he had like what 10 carries, nine carries, and then only like three, three receptions. So the only thing that really went down for him this week was his snap count. He went from like 74, 77% to 53 once David Johnson went back. So he's not doing great. I think he's more of a keep if you really truly need it and are hoping that he he booms in the next two weeks if David Johnson goes out. But otherwise, we're I'm pretty much ready to move on from him. Yeah, it's David Johnson coming back really doesn't help his case. And he's been a kind of hit or miss 
with two games doing pretty well. I think he got touchdowns in those games and then other games he were touchdown dependent. And I think this game he was mostly did catch it or mostly had like his points came from catches, but yeah, I don't, unless, yeah, unless David Johnson gets injured, I think it's, you're able to get rid of him, but I also need to apologize to our amazing fans because I have been lying directly to your ears. <laughs> Apparently the, the Indianapolis Colts touchdown. Yeah, the sneaky tight end touchdown with Jonu Smith. He rushed in the end zone for a one-yard touchdown on the Indianapolis Colts and Tennessee Titans' first meeting, which was an away game. And that happened a few weeks ago. So I truly, truly apologize for that. And even if I could, even if I wanted to get around that and say, oh, but a running back hasn't done it this week, David Johnson rushed um, into the end zone. Yeah. So as well as Deshaun Watson. So Ooh, Keone. Ooh. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> I don't think it's a big deal. It was just a fun stat. I mean, it kind of did matter for fantasy, but they kept up what you were you were saying pretty much. So it was just yeah. a cool stat that we were just a little bit off on. Sorry. Yeah, that Johnny uh, Smith randomly had a rushing touchdown. So yeah, exactly. Who who saw it coming? Um so yeah, I think David Johnson is the clear guy in this backfield, but are you guys saying even if you guys have David Johnson, you guys are moving on from Duke Johnson or just as, are you keeping him as a handcuff still? Just. Um, I'm, I'm okay. Moving on from him. He had what? Three games starting without David Johnson, right? Yeah. New England versus new England, or Cleveland, new England and Detroit. And he got, like I don't even think a hundred yards rushing in those games combined, and then he really only caught six passes for another sixty yards. He got one touchdown, which saved his week last week, and that's why he had fourteen or fifteen points. So he's it's not like it's a great option. It's more of you're picking him up because he's the only option if David Johnson goes out. And they have Chicago and Indy are their next two games, so. Not forgiving. Yeah. Move on. Move on from they, Duke Johnson. They do have Cincy, though, as their uh, as the championship. The championship game. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully hopefully, it's still David Johnson, and if so, start up David Johnson. Let, let's just hope for that, and we won't have to deal with Duke Johnson at all. All right. Mike Williams, next guy up on the list, Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver. He's 62.2% owned. Seems to just be a deep threat, big play guy. You guys moving on from him, keeping him around? He has at most, so he gets targets, but at most he gets five catches in a game. That's like, that's the most he's had in a game, which is sort of ridiculous to a certain extent. Like, I know he's like not Keenan Allen, but if your ceiling is five catches. That's that's a bit of a concern. Um, yeah, you're really banking on that touchdown play, big big touchdown play from him. Yeah, he is touchdown dependent for sure. This man just shows up in highlight reels every like two three weeks because he makes a stupid grab. But it's like, how did he come up with that? Yeah. And then his stat line finishes like three catches and forty two yards, and it's like, oh, okay, he, 
he caught that one pass and that's it. Like he he's cool to watch, I think, but he's not fan. Like I can't put him on my fantasy team. I can't keep yeah. him on my fantasy team. Yeah, I think it's just something to look at because quite a bit of people were drafting him in the middle rounds of this season. I think that's just a guy, you know, I want to stay away from, especially in like a PPR league. I'm 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 not chasing the touchdowns. I've learned that this season. Don't chase touchdowns because they're just they're not gonna end up it's not gonna end up in your favor ever. Yeah, it's like you're chasing the dragon. Yeah. Which we all are. Uh no, I'm not. I'm currently (laughs) chasing the dragon. I do not want that uh on record. Okay, we're not. We're not. All right, that's <laughs> Dragon Balls. Insert an Aaron with the Dragon Ball reference. All chasing those Dragon Balls. That's true. That's true. Let's move on dragon, to our next dragon. guy. Guess the Dragon. Dragon Ball Z. Let's move on to our next guy on the list. Jerry Judy, Denver Broncos wide receiver, sixty-two point three percent owned. I mean, throw out last week against the Saints, but this team. It's it's Tim Patrick is the leading wide receiver. Noah Fant is the leading target um, getter on this team. Melvin Gordon is the running back. Other than those three guys, I, I don't know. I don't know. Jerry Judy runs a great route, and that's all that the broadcasters talk about is him running a great route, but that's all he does. They love it. They're like, <laughs> look at this route running. Did he catch the ball? No, he didn't even get no. thrown to him, but like this route, yeah. top notch. Moving on from Jerry Judy. Yeah, he has two games above 10 points, depending yeah. on your scoring. So, like, eh. Yeah, I say, I'm going to say it. Move on. Move on from yeah, Jerry Judy. Go ahead and drop him. He's just going to be like Keone was talking about. He's going to be one of those guys. Do I start him this week? Do I not? Just get rid of him. Get him off your bench. Don't worry about it. All right. And the last guy uh, on this drop list that I'm going to – bring up today is Devonte parker wide receiver for the miami dolphins he's 91.9 percent owned he he left sunday's game he got ejected i don't hold that against him he he did play got uh, quite a bit of work before that but the switch from fitzpatrick to tua really does seem to hurt him does it hurt him enough where you can drop him? Personally, I'm going to say no because he's – because – and I know Mike Kiseki had a really great week this week, but the key part of that is this week. I think I can rely more on Devontae Parker than I can anyone else on that team in terms of the wide receiver options. However, I can understand that there is a, a definite argument to be made to drop him given the matchups he has and Tua at quarterback versus Fitzpatrick. So personally, it's more of just, I have him on a team. I'm going to keep him there, but I can definitely see why people would want to drop him. Are you, are you benching him? Or are you still starting him? I Do might personally, bench him. I might bench him versus it. Dep- yeah. Cause his matchups it's Kansas city. And then I don't remember his, the one after that, but there were, I'm sorry, 
New England. Oh yeah, yeah. So those are both. Uh, New England is definitely better than Kansas City, but they're still their defense is really good. So yeah, I don't know. It, again, it depends on who you have on your team. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm I want to know you specifically though, like your team specific. Okay, let me go to that okay. team. Ian, um, um, with Tua in, it's hard to trust. I mean, Devontae Parker kind of. His whole season, if he has a good game, it's either he got a touchdown or he got 100 yards. Like, here's here's an example. In back-to-back weeks, he had 10-plus points. One of the weeks, he had about 17, and he caught 10 passes for 110 yards. The next week, he only caught two passes for 50 yards, but he got a touchdown. So he still had a 10-point game because of it. Yeah. So there are some of these games where – he does only catch three passes for 35 yards, but no touchdown. So there's nothing to save him. And so I, I, I don't know. I'm not seeing good enough production from him consistently to like keep him starting in my lineup. Yeah. Like I, like I get that some weeks that a touchdown saves you and everything like that. But like, I mean, one of those players who either has that touchdown or has good yards is Stefan Diggs, but Stefan Diggs gets it done every week. He still is getting 15 points like every week. Just some weeks he did it with a touchdown. Some weeks he did it with 120 yards. That's that's a good point. So I think the the conclusion for this is bench Devontae Parker, but don't drop him. Yeah, because if Tua goes out, ah, I like Fitzmagic with him. Yeah, true. Especially, especially for that Las Vegas uh, game in two weeks. Or three weeks, sorry. Uh, yeah, and uh, going to – I have Chris Godwin, so he was on my bench this week. On a bye, yeah. A bye. So I would probably replace him with Chris Godwin. Yep. So sticking by uh, what me and Ian said, go ahead and bench him, but don't drop him. Mm-mm. All right, let's move on to some guys you might want to add. Let's just start off nice and easy. Ty Johnson, the New York Jets running backs. He is 0.3% owned in ESPN leagues. Frank Gore did go down with a concussion. What are you guys thinking? Um, Well, Keone's upset about um, I'm assuming you started Frank Gore. No, I actually didn't, but I don't think he, I don't think he was available. Um, oh, I was like, you gave the advice to start Frank Gore, and then you didn't pick him. <laughs> I, no, yeah, that, that's, that would be very hypocritical of me. Um, yeah, man, I've lost money this year uh, <laughs> starting lineups in DFS for, uh, after advice I've given. Um, I, I, Adam Gates is some kind of tank chess master. Like, can, just moving positions, like pieces can I around. Give you, can I give you a stat that is... Good for Ty Johnson, I guess, because he is involved in this. Since week six, there has been a Jets running back in the top 36 every single week, besides their bye week, of course. Is it just not predictable each time? (laughs) Well, it just depends who's playing. For a little bit, it was uh, P. Ryan, and then for most of it, it was Frank Gore, and then just this last week, Ty Johnson. So, but there has been someone in the top 36, and most of them are in the top 24, but there are those outliers. 
he did have over 100 yards and a touchdown, which is really good for his case. However, I think Frank Gore would have had 150 and two touchdowns, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> but he did 50 it. and two touchdowns. That's <laughs> I guess the Raiders, that's a great that. point. Oh my God. No, it's just Adam Gase is trying to spite me. That's all right. That's fine. Yeah, that's a great point. They were playing against the Raiders, so that's a good matchup for them. They have Seattle next, then uh, the Rams, and then the Browns. So not looking so hot for him. I'm probably not adding him. I'm staying away. Um, I don't, It's weird because they are always down in every game. So you'd think that like Sam Darnold would be having like a breakout fantasy year because they'd be passing so much. But since Adam Gase clearly does not want to win these games, he's still running the ball way too consistent for how far he's down. I, I think he's worth a look, but once again, it's really dependent on your, your lineup currently. I think, I think he's worth a look two but let someone else look at him let someone else pick him up because yeah he might end up in the top 36 backs but are you going to make that choice to start him because i'm not going to start ty johnson at all no i'm i'm really looking at him if i had antonio gibson and i'm worried about him maybe if i had frank gore starting him like if i'm if i got hit with the injury bug this late in the season true so you're right all right, let's move on to the next guy, Cam Akers, Los Angeles Rams running back. He is 35.8% owned. He led the team in carries, got 21 of them, 72 yards, got in the end zone. It's looking like he's slowly through the season taking over this backfield. It is still a three-headed back. Cam Akers is there. Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown, they're all going to get work. So you can't just eliminate any of them. But Henderson and Brown combined for six carries this week. So I personally am back on the Cam Akers hype train. Where you guys I, stand. I would get him as a bench stash for now. Like sit him for this week, this upcoming week. But then week 15 and 16... Uh, he gets the Jets and he gets Seattle. That's a, so that's good playoffs, right there. Um, he's also getting the yards, like you said. So he had seventy-two this week. I think he had eighty something last week. So it's not like he's one of those guys who is touchdown dependent. He gets a decent amount of yards when he gets in there. Touchdowns really do help, of course, but it's not like he's getting like the forty-five yards some running backs get. Um, so. I would look to, if you're going to pick him up, hold him off until those last two games of the season. Adam uh, Stash. All right. I mean, yeah. personally, as we're talking right now, I'm putting in a, a waiver claim for him. So uh, I think I'm going to put, pick him up. Uh, the, the difficult part is, is just he's splitting that time. Like you said, I mean, last week he got 84 yards and a touchdown, but he had, what, a 72-yard run or something like that? He had a real big run at the end of the game. Yeah. And he had, up until this week, his highest snap percentage was week one at 33%. So Ooh. this last week he got 63% because, like, I think they've realized that he's probably the most explosive, most 
he's the back that is most likely to get he's, that 70-yard run. He's literally just a better version of Daryl Henderson. That's what he yeah. is. Yeah. So I'm I really hope and I'm I really like the idea that they've realized, hey, let's let's start feeding him the ball. Let's this is our guy now. Like let's start getting him into this main role. But I'm still reluctant because he's it's it's just too much of a three headed monster there. Yeah, reluctant start, but like Kenny said, the schedule coming up is gonna look good after this week. So go ahead and get ahead of the waiver. I mean, maybe not ahead of it because people are gonna be looking at him after this week, after the last two weeks. But maybe they're not looking at him because of this coming up game. And so go ahead and add him now. Get him on your bench. Yeah, he's what thirty five point eight percent of. So yeah. All right, next guy. We have trashed this guy over and over. T.Y. Hilton, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. He's 47% owned. We told you to drop him earlier in the season. He's had two back-to-back great weeks. Are you guys adding T.Y. Hilton? I've been burned too hard. No. I'm letting somebody else get, like look like a genius for picking him up if they do but i i'm no and honestly that's all i'm gonna say about t.y hilton i hate this man in the last two weeks wide receiver six just saying he's much like an infamous wrestler named randall keith orton with an rko out of nowhere (laughs) like these past two weeks have sort of been Houdinied by him because we, we didn't see anything like this before in the season. And this is his first game with over a hundred yards and second in a row with a touchdown, which is really nice. And he does get Las Vegas and Houston, which are decent matchups for the receiver. But I, I think that's a good, like it's a decent point. Because part of fantasy is personal relationships to a certain extent. And you can only be like burnt so many times by a player. Yeah, but part a big part of fantasy is also staying staying fluid with okay, I dropped this guy earlier in the season because he wasn't producing, but now he is producing. So I might want to add him or I might want to start him up now. You ha- you can't just get burned and I'm never playing this guy again because he's you're going to miss out on some really great players. Fair. So I, I agree with you. So unless you're in the position like Ian is, where he it's taken an emotional toll on him, cost him years of his life, <laughs> I think if you don't have that type of relationship with T.Y. Hilton, then I think you can um, add him because that offense can be pretty explosive at times. And he's just another one of those guys on that team. Yeah, there's so many though. Um, yeah, for this last, I mean, if he's hitting a hot streak right now, it's going to be hard for me to get away from him. But like, if you're looking at dynasty, this is just the end of Ty Hilton. He couldn't do it all season long. For him to just be able to come in two weeks, and we'll really see this week if he can do it for three weeks straight. But 
I think it's just he's been banged up. He's getting older, and so he can put it on for a few weeks. But I don't. Let's see if he can keep it on. Uh, a big thing to note, though, is he does have Pittsburgh in the fantasy championship week sixteen. Yeah, so don't, don't play him. Then. They're trash, though. They can't even beat Washington. <laughs> hey, uh, somebody told me uh, Washington is a very good team. So yeah, I mean, they do. They do have he- NFL. Yeah, they do have Houston uh, week 15, which helps. I understand if you pick him up, I'm being more yeah. emotional than logical because he has hurt me. Which it's that George Bush clip, we can't get fooled again. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't want to be positive on him for, um, and then like get burned. The th- yeah, for like the third time yeah. this year where I'm like, hey, yeah, TY, TY, TY. And then suddenly he just drops off again. Yeah. So I'm just, it's totally understandable. It. Totally understandable. I think. I think he's definitely an ad candidate, um, but you don't have to. And I don't know if you even start him. So let's get on to the next guy, Kiki Cutie, wide receiver for the Houston Texans. He is 12.4% owned. He led the team in targets this week. Is Kiki Cutie Cutie someone you're looking to add? Uh, Yeah, I am actually. I do like – he looked uh, very explosive out there. He looked very good. Um, he did lead, lead – not the league. He did lead the team in targets. Uh, I mean, Brandon Cooks was only one behind. I think it was nine and eight. Um, yes. It's just the difference was Kiki Cootie caught, I believe, eight of nine yeah. of his targets. So, so Kiki Cootie caught eight for 141 on nine targets, and Brandon Cooks caught five for 65 on eight targets. Yeah. So, I mean – I like it mostly because it's kind of it seems to be there's no true number one anymore in Houston, which is reasonable because they got rid of everybody. So um, plus, I mean, it's I think Brandon Cooks might have a concussion. I think he went into protocol or like they're looking at it. So he could miss time, which means that Kiki Cootie might be the number one after literally three what, three or four other receivers in front of him have gone down? Yeah. Like, in some way. And then they got rid of... left. Yeah, Kenny Stills <laughs> left. Randall Cobb gone. Um, ah. Will Fuller is, is, Will Fuller is Will suspended. Will Fuller is on the suspension. Brandon and Cooks Brandon Cook, concussion. Yeah, could have a concussion. So that, that makes me wonder... Deshaun Watson has been playing out of his mind, but if he... I mean, he didn't throw any touchdowns this week. Because he has no one to go to, really. I mean, Kiki Cutie could get stuff done a little bit, but he's not a real number one if he's the only option there. Well, Chad Henson had over 100 yards. Well, are you going to pick up Chad Henson? No, but I'm saying in terms of he's not a fantasy viable person, really, but they're like, I don't know if it'll be him doing that again, but like, both him and Cootie had over a hundred yards this game, whereas Brandon yeah. Cooks, you know, only necessarily got receptions and not nearly as many yards. So it's yeah, it's a weird it's a weird wide receiver field there. It just scares me a little bit on Deshaun Watson too. I didn't know about the Brandon Cooks concussion. Must have missed that. So yeah, definitely a 
Judy is an ad this week for sure, especially if he's the only one there because he will – we saw it. He will get targets. He's going to catch something. Um, it's just how much can he do as the number one there? I, I would also like to see how he does these next two weeks. He goes against um, Chicago again – or not again, sorry. He goes against Chicago and then Indianapolis again Yeah. immediately after that. And if he's able to, like, pull through and have decent numbers right there, you're kind of looking at a Cincinnati Bengals start for the fantasy championship in week 16. So, like, if he's able to pull through these next two hard weeks and with some decent numbers, you might want to look towards, like, hey, maybe he's somebody we can plug and play week 16 and take advantage of this weak defense. True. We saw this week that you can throw against the Bears. Uh, Matthew Stafford showed that. So it's not a terrible matchup. Let's hope Brandon Cooks is out there playing because I think that'll help everyone on this offense. Last guy we're going to talk about, Colin Johnson, Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver. He is 0.4% owned. Deep league guy or... Is he someone you want to add anyway? I mean, he's on the Jaguars. I don't know how much you trust it. He got six targets, caught four of them for 66 yards, didn't score. There's just quite a bit of of playmakers there. James Robinson out of the backfield, LaVisca Chenault, DJ Chark, uh, Keelan Cole, Chris Conley. I don't know if if he's worth it in my opinion yeah because i would say if anything he's like potentially an emerging guy and maybe you keep an eye on him and maybe for later this season and potentially for next year maybe but the only guy i can really really trust on that team is probably james robinson because even like dj chark has been really suffered due to like quarterback play even though i think he gets a decent amount of targets he just doesn't catch he hasn't been catching the ball and leviticus chenault had like sort of a circus catch this week for his touchdown so it like skimmed past a few players and just had ended up in his arms um like they're good players it's just i don't know if they're reliable in terms of fantasy besides robinson so yeah, i'm looking it- Oh, sorry. sorry, go ahead. I'm looking towards Kiki Cootie if I'm over him, personally, if I'm going for a wide Oh, yeah, pick. yeah, yeah. For sure, Kiki That's Kiki why Kiki. I think I'm not, I'm not worried about Colin Johnson. Yeah, they play Tennessee, then they're at Baltimore, then they play Chicago for the championship. And it, it was announced that Mike Glennon will be starting again this week. So, I'm, I'm staying away. All right, I think that'll do it for the waiver wire this week. Let's move on to some week 13 recap. Ian, we need to get drops for all of these things. I know, I know. That would be really cool. So let's get on that. Let's have intern Aaron just go through a bunch of sound bites and figure out which ones we want to use. Just have him do it all. 
I definitely want to. I wish I had more time today when I figured out how to do this. Yeah, yeah. all right. Let's get into it. Starting off with the quarterbacks. Derek Carr is going to be the first one on the list for the Las Vegas Raiders. They beat the Jets in dramatic fashion like we talked about earlier on the show. What do you guys have to say about Derek Carr, Ian? Uh, I'm still <laughs> mad at him because he had he was uh, he was given uh, the perfect alley oop last week playing uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, and he well to be frank he shit the bed. Yeah, I don't know how to do it. And then today this week he he cleaned it up I guess and he did really well. But imagine if. <sighs> You started Derek Carr against Atlanta last week. And like you said, he shit the bed. He didn't do anything for you, so you drop him. And then your opponent this week picks him up and plays him against you on the Jets. And he just goes off. And you get burned twice by Derek Carr in two weeks. Damn, that would be shitty. That would suck. Yeah, I'm I'm actually probably DMing him on on Twitter, like, just the drunk, angry, like, you hurt me, and just, like, and, and just being way too rude to a professional athlete. I mean, he does look a bit emo, so he might feel your pain. Got the eyeliner. Um, yeah, like, what is that? Anyways, that's a, that's a side eyeliner, thing. <laughs> that's like a I side thing. Him, man. But, but, yeah, he's, yeah, he's lucky, I think that Adam Gase cares more about tanking than actually playing defense. Because <laughs> um, how long was that pass at the end of the game? Like more than 50 yards or around there at least? Yeah, I think it was like 46 or something. Yeah. Okay. So he ended with, I mean, he did do well in the game. He had, I think, 381 yards for three touchdowns and an interception. And but he ran in a touchdown, four, t- four touchdowns total on the day. Wild. So, you know what? Like, you got to give him credit for having a really good game, but it's just like I think you said it before in a previous week, they play to their opponent. So. Absolutely. Fun fact about the Raiders. I think last year they started like six and four and then they finished the season seven and nine. And this year they started six (laughs) and three and now they're seven and five. I mean, that's commitment to excellence right there. Shout out James. (laughs) Uh, They play the Colts, which is a good defense. Um, better against the run than the pass, but still great against the pass. Um, then they play the Chargers, who we know have not looked great, but that's a division opponent. Those are not easy games, so we'll see what they look like there. And then they play the Dolphins, which is a pretty good defense. So I don't think you're looking to stream Derek Carr for any of those games. Yeah, these were his only two games, like, yep. like his last two. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're done with Derek Carr for the season. Yeah, I guess the Chargers, he didn't even have 200 passing yards so like even the worst the worst defense on that list is still shut them down pretty well yeah all right let's move on to our next guy baker mayfield cleveland browns threw for 334 yards four passing touchdowns it's just not a line that you expect to see from Mayfield whenever you go to the box score. It was crazy. Um, this Titans team has not played well against the quarterback lately, though. They've given up the fifth most fantasy points coming into the week to the position. So 
it might have been something we overlooked a little, but well, Mayfield just had himself a game. I mean, well, I I, I called it. He was yeah, just yeah, twelve yeah. weeks. He was just twelve. It took took him twelve weeks. You know, <laughs> it's a little late. Yeah, it's the slow burn. Yeah. yeah, he got there. He got there eventually. Yeah, he he looked like Oklahoma Baker. Yeah, I mean, oh, he looked nice. good, and but. That Titans defense looked terrible. They were just leaving guys wide open. I don't think it's going to happen every week. They still, the Browns still want to run the ball. So I think Baker is still a streaming option. They play the Ravens next, which I don't want to play him in. Then they play the Giants, who we'll see how they look after this coming up week. But their defense has been looking better, looking pretty good. And then they play the Jets, which that might be a game you want to start up Baker in. Yeah, it was the uh, fun fact. It was the first time I think a Browns quarterback has thrown four touchdowns in the first half since Otto Graham. Remember him? (laughs) From 80 years ago? (laughs) I don't personally, but... (laughs) I I mean, the man has not thrown an interception since week uh, seven? against Cincinnati he's he's been way better with the football I mean he had those three weeks where the weather was so bad that they didn't throw the ball at all but he's I don't know is he starting to come into his own it's weird like and they're winning games too he's playing more relaxed they're winning and I think it has a lot to do with they don't expect him to do much because they want to run the ball so much yeah. So he's just playing more comfortable. Yeah, he's he. It's not on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair though, they have three losses on the year, and two of those losses were by like <laughs> thirty point, thirty or more points. They lost to Pittsburgh by thirty-one. They lost to Baltimore by thirty-two. <laughs> they got Baltimore this coming up week, so. Staying away from Baker this week, but he had a great game. Yeah, on first over three hundred as well. Like his first game over three hundred hey. passing yards. So, oh, man. All right, next guy we're gonna talk about Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks. The the Giants' defense is good. I I guess. Um, Pete Carroll. Listen, you have Filet Wilson on your team. Stop trying to set the set the tempo with the run game. Let this man work. He can do it all. Just let him drop back and pass earlier in the game, please. Please let him make plays earlier. Because a fourth quarter comeback is not going to work every time. And if you keep losing to teams like the Giants, that's not going to look good for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think Seattle has played a normal game since Russell Wilson's came into the league. Like they just play the most wild games week in week out. It's always just weird. Yeah. And I mean, you're starting Flay Flay Wilson up. They play the Jets this week, so Start him up, but then after that, they play Washington and then the Los Angeles Rams, who are two tough defenses again. 
if you've been relying on on Russell Wilson, that's a little scary for you headed into your playoffs. I mean, the past four weeks, Russell Wilson hasn't thrown the ball for more than 263 yards, and he has four touchdowns in four weeks. For a man who was kind of like after week, up until I want to say like week seven or eight was kind of the front runner for MVP, it's very it's very disappointing. I actually want to change Keone's Kevin Sorbo ranking to Russell Wilson the past four weeks is the Kevin Sorbo disappointing player. I'll allow it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I mean, it's really taking a toll on this whole offense. I guess besides DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf is still performing, but Tyler Lockett has taken a huge hit. Um, it's really been since Chris Carson got injured, if you think about it. They hadn't they were setting the tempo early with the run in the season and then airing it out a little bit and things were open because the run was there. The run's not there anymore and it's it's hurt the Seattle offense. Okay, Ian, get prepared with a, a sound bite. I'm ready. It's it's like they uh they need twelve CCs of CC. I, of course it didn't play. It didn't work. <laughs> Nothing. Of no. course it didn't work. I'm so mad. You hit the buzzer on yourself. Oh, my God. I'm so mad. I will add it in post. I was so ready for it. I was expecting the booing, but that's all right. I appreciate the... Uh... The laugh? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I tried so hard to play the laugh. <laughs> yeah. There it is. There's the boo for you. There you go. Late, but I got it. I fixed it. All right. Nice. <laughs> yeah, boo that. Great. Because, yeah, boo that. that was, yeah, Good. that was bad. Yeah, so Russell Wilson looking scary going into your playoffs. I don't know. I think it's going to be – I mean, you're starting in this week against the Jets, and then it's going to be week to week after that if you want to stream someone. I mean, that's that would take some – some real guts to stream someone over Russell Wilson in your fantasy playoffs, but you might have to do it against Washington and the Rams. Go big or go home. Yeah. Russell Wilson usually at the end of the season is when he starts to like hit too in like most years. And this year it was just reversed. Yeah. The opposite. All right. Last quarterback we'll talk about today. Matt Ryan from the Atlanta Falcons. He was playing against the Saints. Their defense is good. So, do were we even expecting much? I don't think so. He he didn't have a great game. Two hundred seventy three yards passing, um, one touchdown. He's quarterback fourteen on the season, and he's finished in the top twelve five times. Um, weeks one and two, he finished seventh and sixth. Week six, he finished second. And in weeks eight and nine, he finished 10th and 12th. So this man is a streaming option at best. And if he does not have Julio in the, in the game, he's not even a streaming option. They play the Chargers, the Buccaneers, and the Chiefs in their next three matchups. The Chargers matchup has been good. As of late, 
are you looking to stream Matt Ryan in your first week of the playoffs in fantasy against the Los Angeles Chargers? I would say, yeah, because um, he's shown that he can have, like, when he's playing, he can play really, really well. And it's just, these have just been a, a bad few matchups with New Orleans two out of the past three weeks. And so that's pretty rough. Um, but yeah, like like you said, if he has all his people, inclu- especially Julio Jones, which he did this week, but it didn't, like, and he went to him a decent amount of times and he had, it looked pretty nice. Like Julio made some amazing catches. But it's Julio. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Julio had had a good game. It's just it didn't translate to Matt Ryan's fantasy but production. That's sort of what I said would happen last week, and where he where I said he was a bust. But he's still a good quarterback. Like he's still a viable quarterback in this league and in fantasy. So it's just not been their year this year. And but he has the options. He has Calvin Ridley. He has Julio Jones, um, and they're some, they're two of if they're going, they're two of the best wide receivers in the league. So, yeah, absolutely. Todd Gurley has been banged up the last few weeks. Do you think that hurts him? It, I mean, it it obviously doesn't help him. But do you think with Todd Gurley out there, it would help him more? As much as it would help any team having a run game, you know, it opens up the pass. Mm-hmm. But so, in terms of like specifically him, like needing him to be there to yeah, do things. Yeah. So I guess if, if, if Todd Gurley's not playing, if he's ruled out, are you still looking to stream Matt Ryan against the Chargers is my, que- is my question. Yeah. Cause he can sling the ball. Yeah. Okay. Can we I do a little so. trivia? Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, we'll yeah, do a little trivia. All right. Does Matt Ryan have more games this year with one or fewer touchdowns? Or does he have more games with two or more touchdowns? I realize I didn't say that super clear, but <laughs> I would say it's 12 he games. Has, he has through week 12 more games or through week 12 or 13 because they already had well, to buy. It's 12 games, so it's through week 13, including this New Orleans game. Okay. Uh, I would say he has more with one or fewer touchdowns. And are you including both passing and rushing touchdowns? Just passing. Okay. Actually, um, you know what? If we include rushing, it doesn't change the number. All right. I can only, off the top of my head, think of like maybe three or four games where he has multiple touchdowns. So I'm going to take the one or fewer on that. You are correct, guys. Absolutely nailed it. He has seven games this year with one or fewer touchdowns and five games with two or more. He has four games with zero touchdowns. One of them is taken away if you include rushing, but that's the only game with a rushing touchdown. So he's one-third of the games this year, he hasn't scored, like a passing touchdown. That's not a great sign. So no. I actually – I don't know if I can trust somebody who's 25% of the time not uh, throwing a touchdown as a quarterback. And so I'm, I'm going to keep him – I'm not looking to stream him. It's just 
it's he's too consistently not performing for me to be like you know what I can I, I can look at him. That's that's a great point. That's that's a really good uh, stat. Twenty five percent of the time he's not scoring. He's not throwing touchdowns. Dang, that's crazy. My only slight counter to that is, I, you have I'll take that into account. But if he if he booms like he he booms big, so that's what you're hoping for. All right, let's move on to some running backs. First up, David Montgomery, Chicago Bears. Coming into the week, he was running back 16, so you know, right at that running back two level, and he he performed. I had him as my uh, one of my superstars of the week, and he really came through for me. 111 total yards, scored twice, and yeah, had himself a day. He's got the Texans, the Vikings, and then the Jaguars coming up. What are you guys' thoughts on David Montgomery? Pretty much what you just said, but I think this was a really important game for showing that he can he can be trusted at the position. So especially with that lineup left for like play or playoffs, that's like yes, hit him and hit him hard. So he's a yeah, play him. Yep. He's a running back two for sure every week. Definitely. I mean, these uh, last two weeks, you've been running back one level, so. Yeah. He's getting it done. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to our next guy then. Kareem Hunt, Cleveland Browns. This is a guy where the Browns were up 38-7 to at the half, and Kareem Hunt did not impress me. Three receptions, 57 total yards, and he didn't get in the end zone. Do you guys trust Kareem Hunt? I know this is a running team, but Nick Chubb is clearly that number one. You were kind of leaning on Kareem Hunt to get receptions earlier in the season, and he hasn't been doing that as of late. No, he... He really seems to have lost his um he's like lost I don't know the role of number two I, it's hard I don't know how I'm gonna say it. it's like it used to be one and one a and Chubb had the advantage Chubb was more likely to score Chubb was better but at least Kareem Hunt made up for maybe what he lacked in rushing yards with with catches and then it just seems like well Chubb is still getting done on the ground. And so you were expecting Hunt to make it up somewhere else, and he's just not doing it at all. He's still running back nine on the season, and he has yet to finish outside of the top 36 running backs, even with his terrible weeks. So, I mean, to completely get away from him is going to be hard for me to say, but I think... I feel like you can flex some wide receivers over Kareem Hunt and, yeah. and do it confidently now. While as at the beginning of the season, you couldn't – he was a running back too, so you definitely couldn't flex wide receivers over him. Yeah, after their bye, 
week nine, so week 10 on in these four games that he's played, he's scored once. And, like, it was the one game that he only had 20 yards. He had 21 total yards and a touchdown, so his game was okay. It seems to way the way that um, Stefanski is running that offense in these past few weeks, they're starting to get away from utilizing him as much because like we like you said chubb is that traditional back and is getting the ball on the ground and getting those rushing scores but now they're transitioning to not necessarily a deep ball offense but i don't know if they're doing like dump passes or anything to the the running back and they're throwing to jarvis landry a lot so in terms of both a running back and you being utilized as a wide receiver he's sort of taken a back seat in both roles. So we'll see. I mean, his week 15 and 16 are good matchups against the giants and the jets, but they face Baltimore next, as we said. So I I don't know because I feel like other people are going to benefit from those more than him, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I agree with that. On to our next running back. Miles Sanders from the Philadelphia Eagles. We talked about him a little bit earlier. This offense is just not, it just doesn't look good. This offensive line especially is bad. Miles Sanders had 31 total yards this week. Then they play the Saints, the Cardinals. Then they get one, the Cowboys, in the fantasy championship. So that one's all right. But against the Saints, I don't want to play Miles Sanders against the Cardinals. You know, I'll I'll wait and see see what else is out there. But I'm scared to start anyone on this Eagles team. Maybe even Dallas Goddard against the Saints. Yeah, because like, I for me Dallas Goddard is one of, if not the only, really viable option on that team. And yeah, and against the Saints though. Hopefully you have another uh, tight end option. Yeah. But they're just, their team is so, has has nothing. Like, they're so not put together. Like, they don't know what they're doing, it seems like. And yeah. They're just like maybe, a chicken with maybe their head they're, cut off. Maybe they're giving the Jets a run for their money and they're doing great at tanking as well. I don't know, but... But even uh, the Jets are better than the, at that. Yeah, true. Yeah, they're they're better at looking like they're tanking. The Eagles just got into it later in the season. They thought they had a shot at the beginning, and they went for it, and now they're starting to tank. Yeah, so, that's a good way to put it. Miles Sanders, the past two weeks, has 18 touches total. Like he, He's not getting the ball in the passing game, in the running game. Um, also, another little fun fact. The past four games for the Eagles, they have scored it. 17, 17, 17, and 16 points. <laughs> so it, it, it seems like they found their limit on how many points they can score. Yeah, and they're off. This offense is, is limited. That's the that's the best way to put it. Oh, offense you is limited. Me, you reminded me of another fun fact, Ian. And this, this, uh, re- like. It's not necessarily for Miles Sanders specifically, but I think it said they have had 10 straight games where they've had like 
three, like where they've given up or the other team has three sacks, which is They've crazy. allowed three sacks? Yes, yeah. In 10 straight crazy. games. That's stupid. That is, that is crazy. That really has to mess with Carson Wentz's head. Oh, yeah, and then getting benched and – yeah, they're they're screwing with Carson Wentz's head, yeah, big time. Benched, over there. Almost being yeah, an MVP, and then watching your backup win the Super Bowl. <laughs> just, just this year alone, though, with the whole Jalen Hurts thing, but that that's oh, yeah. that's to do with regular football. I don't think it really affects fantasy too much. I mean, if if Hurts does become the starter, it does affect it, I think. But for right now, Carson Wentz is the starter, so we'll just go with it as it is for now. Until it changes. So, yeah, it's getting away from Miles Sanders for sure this week. And then wait and see on all Eagles. Let's move on to our next guy, Jonathan Taylor from the Indianapolis Colts. He He's back. I mean, he was he was never really here. And this is completely a time, like – Hot hand backfield. Whoever is the best running back that day, that's who's going to get the ball. So, 21 attempts, 91 yards. He he got in the end zone with a catch. Is Jonathan Taylor someone you guys feel like you can count on for the next? He only had, he only had 13 attempts, not 21. 13. That's what, what I was have. I reading? Last week he had 22, so maybe. Oh, maybe that's what I was looking yeah. at. Um, I. It's it's this thing that you just said. It's whoever has the hot hand, they're gonna ride that week. So I'm I'm nervous about it, but I think he is the best back in in that town. So I think he's he's worth it. But it's just you know maybe he comes out and he, his first four carries are for like. 10 yards and then suddenly Naheem Hines is able to catch like two passes for 25 yards and they're like all right it's Hines's day yeah and they just switch they switch gears I think both of them had a touchdown in this game so I'm... that offense is sort of unpredictable and so it's hard to play anybody in fantasy yeah um, Hines had a rushing touchdown and then Taylor had a receiving touchdown this week. So it was kind of flipped, actually. Um, but I don't, I mean, I don't see how you could get away from Jonathan Taylor. I think after this big game, they play the Raiders next week and then they play the Texans again. I think you start them through those two weeks and after that they play the Steelers. So maybe you don't play him in your fantasy championship. But for the next two weeks against the Raiders and then the Texans again, I'm starting up John- Jonathan Taylor. That's fair. Yeah. And his, his uh, touchdown catch was – it was a decent, like, catch uh, yards after the catch. So he earned it. All right. Last guy for the running backs, Miles Gaskin. In his first game back off the IR, he went for 90 yards on the ground and 51 through the air. He was the guy in this backfield before he went down through the first eight weeks, before he went down to the MCL sprain. 
before he got placed on IR. He was the running back 19. There were guys that came in and played well while he was out, but I think this first game back, he came back strong, and this is his backfield. Yeah, I really hope that the guys that maybe were going to give him a run for his money weren't playing. Didn't play, yeah. So I think it really just cemented that even if they do come back, it doesn't matter. It's Gaskins who's going to be getting the, uh, the, the workload. Yeah, and I, I felt like when watching the game, it's it sounded like I heard his name more than I did like Devonte Parker. Mm-hmm. So he, he had a good, solid, like well-rounded game, even though he didn't get in the end zone. I don't think, but yeah, definitely a game to be like good. That's really good for him to be like, hey, yeah, I'm the I'm the back here yeah. on this team. Um, although they do face Kansas City and then New England, so yeah, it's a little bit. Of a it's, tough schedule. It's yeah, but I think you can probably flex him through yeah. those through those two games because then for the championship they get the Raiders. True. And, and so, um, Gordon did well against the Chiefs. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's not impossible, and especially because Gaskin gets work in the passing game, so he's it, game script doesn't matter. He's going to be in the game, getting work. Yeah, he gets the touches. He gets. He has. Uh, most of his games this year that he's actually been like the starter, he's had about 20 touches. Actually, no, he's had 20 touches in all of his games, minus one that he started. Yeah. Seattle, so he's, yeah. he's their guy. I think he's definitely been one of the underrated running backs this season. I mean, he was injured for a little bit, but he's a great running back too, for sure. Week in, week out. Let's move on to some wide receivers that we looked at and saw this week stood out to us in week 13. Up first, Corey Davis, Tennessee Titans wide receiver. I mean, they were down to the Browns early on in that game. So Derrick Henry was kind of taken out of it as much as possible. Um, they're still obviously going to go to Derrick Henry, but they really had to throw the ball to get try to get back in this game, which they ended up kind of doing. They made it, made it look uh, reasonable at the end, but it wasn't really a close game. Corey Davis caught. Sorry, I had to swallow. Corey <laughs> Davis caught 12 targets. Uh, I had 12 targets, caught 11 uh, of those for 182 yards, and got in the end zone. They have the Jaguars, the Lions, and the Packers the next three weeks. Is Corey Davis someone you guys feel like you can start up? Absolutely, yes. Flat out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he has past three games, 113 yards, 70 yards, 182 um, he's getting it done. I mean, like you said, it kind of helps that they've been it like the past three games have all been high scoring affairs. So that's really been helping. And I mean, this last game really helped because it was, they were down what 30 points at halftime or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. 36 or 38 to seven. Yeah. So, I mean, 
against Jacksonville, I, I'm actually a little worried because I think they might get up on him fast, and then Derrick Henry is just going to do Derrick Henry things. So, but otherwise, I think he, I think he's a good start, good flex, good wide receiver too. Okay, I've, that leads to a question that I had, and this is I don't know if this is reactionary or not, but do you think this game like puts him as like a number one? on that team ahead of, ahead of AJ Brown. No, AJ Brown, I believe was hurt for a little bit. He got shaken up on at least, at least one of the plays. Um, and so he was kind of limping. So it, it did leave Corey Davis to become the number one for that game. But I think that was more injury prone and then uh, game planning by the defense on who they have to cover. So I'll just say this. We've seen Corey Davis as the number one receiver on a team, and it's not good. Corey Davis is needs that number one receiver on the team for him to produce, I think, to, okay. to take away some of the coverage and stuff. I agree with you guys. I just wanted to ask the question. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fair. Corey, or, uh, A.J. Brown is, is more consistent than he is. So. Yeah. AJ Brown, I feel like, has a better chance at scoring a touchdown too, even though Corey Davis does have a chance at scoring. AJ Brown just he's just has bigger play potential. And so Corey Davis is gonna need to out target him, out catch him. And that can happen week to week, but I wouldn't count on it. Right. All right, up next. Brandon Cooks from the Houston Texans. Like we said earlier, he got banged up, so went into uh, – got taken off the field to look at a concussion. I think he did come back after that, though, so I think he will he should be good to go this coming up week. Like we talked about earlier, Houston – they they're gonna need him because if Kiki Cutie is the number one receiver, that's gonna hurt Watson a little bit. But Bears, Colts, and then the Bengals after that. I really want Brandon Cooks for that Bengals matchup. Bad. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I mean, the biggest issue is he kind of has a history with concussions. Yeah, true. So they could be um, pre- could be a little precautious and, and pull him this week. But is that the worst thing going against Chicago? No. Yeah. Chicago's defense is a little bit overrated as of late. They've, they haven't been playing as good as they were at the beginning of the season. So it's not an impossible matchup. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm I would be trying to stay away from him against the Bears and the Colts, and then yeah. playing him against the Bengals. They're still good enough defenses. Yeah, especially the Colts. Yeah, yeah. All right, next guy up, DeAndre Hopkins, Arizona Cardinals. It has not looked good for the Cardinals lately, but Hopkins is so clearly the number one that you just can't get away from him. Eight receptions, 52 yards, and he saves his day with a touchdown. We've talked about it a couple times, but Kyler Murray has not looked comfortable since his shoulder injury. 
you can tell he's not playing at 100%, and it's really hurting this entire offense. But DeAndre Hopkins is still a target monster, and he still has that chance of getting in the end zone. He's just too good. you got to start him. Hopkins is one of those players where if he's having a bad stretch, you just kind of have to grit your teeth and take it. Like yeah. you're just like uh, he's a wide receiver he, two instead of a wide receiver one. Yeah, like oh no, I kind of he's he's underperforming, but he's still got 15 points. So I was so very close to being right as him being a bust, and if he <laughs> didn't have that touchdown, I think his day would be considered a bust. Yeah, um, for sure. But I was so close. <laughs> just a touchdown. Right, yeah, off. he's just he just he gets the job done. Yeah. Every- Every week. He has the Giants and then the Eagles and then the 49ers. That's, that's pretty nice. Yeah, you're starting up DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think there's a question there. Question, a guy I do have a question about. DJ Chart from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He did lead the team in targets this week with seven, but he only caught two of those passes. He's had exactly 41 yards in the past two weeks, but DJ Chark does not seem to have a great rapport with Mike Glennon, who has been named the starter again this week. I just don't, I don't think he's a drop candidate, but I don't think you can flex DJ Chark at this time either. I think James Robinson is really the only guy you can start on the whole Jacksonville team, like Keone said earlier in the podcast. Where do you guys stand? Again, and we're, we had a lot of these this week, but it's just been really disappointing. Like he, you want him to be you, and you know he can be like so much better than what he's playing. But it's just they've had a a turnstile of quarterbacks this year that don't either choose, like not necessarily choose, but don't connect with him, or just don't have the opportunity and time to connect with him, like mm-hmm. Gardner Minshew had. And so it's been hard to rely on him. And for a lot of people, I know you keep him in the game or you keep him playing because of name value alone. But yeah, I think he's similar to uh, Devontae Parker where you're not necessarily going to drop him, but going forward, he's on your bench. I would rather play Devontae Parker over DJ Chark. I 100% agree. Yeah. What if Minshew comes back? Uh, what are their matchups? They play. They play the Titans and then the Ravens and then the Bears. I mean, the Titans aren't the greatest. But we've but seen that Lennon's going to be there. But yeah, but it's Minshew mania. But it's not Minshew for sure against the Titans. I, I know, I know. I know. And then Which maybe Minshew because... against the Ravens. Maybe Minshew against the Bears. I don't. I don't trust him in any of them. No, I mean, I'm Minshew's back. I'm starting him so that way I can win that Bud Light for light for that year or whatever. <laughs> oh, they had at the beginning of the year was <laughs> throwback. Let's just hope that they just keep losing and they get a good quarterback in this coming up draft. Loki Jacksonville might be taking a page out of Adam Gase's book, and maybe that's kind of why they're they, starting Mike Lennon. They almost won this week. They went to overtime with Minnesota, and Minnesota had to kick a field goal. Yeah, no, I think I think they uh, were playing to win that game. It looked yeah. like, unlike the Jets, or because um, they thought the Jets were gonna, 
They don't want to tank as hard as it's the, the Jets. Jets. <laughs> Make it look so obvious. Yeah. Yeah. They're happy the with Jets that number two because they think that Adam Gase will screw up and not select Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick next year. So they're like, we can get number two. Can you two believe and still be good. it? <laughs> oh my God. They pick like a all right. lineman. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. Let's, yeah. Don't, don't start anyone except for James Robinson. I think is what we're all saying. Let's move on to our last wide receiver for the week. Tim Patrick from the Denver Broncos. Four targets, four receptions, 44 yards, and two touchdowns. You got to just throw last week out against the Saints, but Tim Patrick is clearly the number one wide receiver on this team with Drew Locke out there. And he needs to be owned for sure. Do you guys feel like you can flex him in? Um, versus Carolina, yeah, yeah, Buffalo, and then the Chargers, yeah, you can. The thing that scares me is the most catches he's had this year is six, um, and that was only once, and it was against the Jets. Every other week, he gets about four, and so you're kind of banking on those four catches to be for a good amount of yards, or in this case, this week he had two touchdowns. So 50% of his catches were touchdown passes. Yeah. He only had 44 yards. So that's the, that's the scariest thing for me is he's not actually – he's not getting a lot of work. He's just kind of making it work with what he gets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not – it's another one of those teams where they're affected by their quarterback play for the most part. And so I'd, it'd be like one of those like crystal ball things where it's like, oh, what would he do on another team with a competent quarterback? And so that would be interesting, but that's not the case. So, yeah, I mean, through through the season, he's been right there on the edge of flex. He's wide receiver 39 through week 11. So throwing out week 12 and then he had a pretty big game this week. So. He's he's a flex option for you if you need it, but nothing more. Right. And also, this is not the last wide receiver. It, or I mean, if, if, if it is to you, I have another one. Okay, let's hear it. Cole Beasley <laughs> had a career game. Cole Beasley. He had a career game in terms of yards with 130 yards. So that's the most of his entire career. So I'm very proud of you, Cole Beasley. I knew you could do it. Hit that drop. Keep getting better. Had nine catches and a touchdown. Mr. Consistent. Mr. Consistency. We'll record that. We'll we'll get that in. He he is so hot. So hot. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. True. He's he's also one of those guys. I think I would rather have Cole Beasley over Tim Patrick, DJ Chark, Devontae Parker, all those guys. Yeah. Big things come in little packages. <laughs> so I guess okay, here's my question for you. Would you rather have Cole Beasley or uh Corey Davis? Um I think oh, – what do we – we said the Titans matchups. They're, I think Jaguars. the Titans matchups are better. Yeah, they are. Yeah, significantly. And, like, I really, really like Cole Beasley. 
and although sometimes he is Mr. Consistent because when he uh, they play they play the Steelers, the Broncos, and then the Patriots, while Tennessee, mm. like we said, plays the Jaguars, the Lions, and then the Packers. Yeah, those are just such good matchups. Yeah. You can't pass yeah, you can't pass up those matchups. I think I go Corey Davis, just like you said, based on matchups alone. Still love Cole Beasley though. All yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, me too, absolutely. Doing great for this podcast. Great things for this podcast. Let's move on to the tight ends. Darren Waller, Las Vegas Raiders tight end, had himself a day. It was like 17 targets, 13 receptions, 200 yards, and two touchdowns through the whole, through the whole game. Did most of it through the first half. Obviously, you're starting Darren Waller. There's there's no question about that. I just think that we had to point this out because this was a huge game, tight end or not. Yeah, these are like wide receiver one numbers, even like quarterback numbers almost. Seriously. So he said, I am a man and you will respect me. I think... I think more than anything, it's really set him apart that he's the tight end three. It goes Kelsey, Kittle, Waller. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, at the beginning of the season, it was, oh, is Ertz still there? Is Mark Andrews there? You know, Waller's thrown in there. Evan Ingram. No. It's it's Darren Waller next season. For sure. 100%. Yeah. All right, let's move on to another tight end, Mike Gusecki from the Miami Dolphins. He had a, a great game. A couple people got uh, ejected, so like Devontae Parker got ejected. Um, so nine receptions, 88 yards. He got in the end zone. He finished tight end four on the week. He's gotten in the end zone the last two weeks now. They have the Cheats, the Patriots, and the Raiders coming up. Is Mike Kosecki some one of the tight ends you guys can stream? For week 16, I think so. Just against the against Raiders. Against the Raiders. He's tight Maybe end, against Kansas. He's tight end six on the season right now. The man is, is weirdly athletic for his size. He is kind of freak athlete. Yeah. They need to learn how to throw the ball not to the DB's back because all of those jump balls, it's just, hey, hopefully the DB doesn't turn around and get a hand in here. Dude, just throw it a little bit to the corner and let Mike Gusecki go and get the ball instead of having him just out jump. But that's a whole – that's just me being mad. Unleash this man because he is an athlete. Let him go get the ball instead of having jump over people. Uh, yeah, I, and I was a bit skeptical when I saw his name last week on the uh, superstar list, but you you got this 100% right, at least for this week. But yeah, that's the whole point, though, the superstar of the week. You, you hit, like, as hard as anybody can, like jackpots galore, and so good on you for that. Probably the biggest hit in terms of, like, widest range and then, like, while hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, or like the biggest leap that did hit, but 
Yeah, why these outcomes? Yeah. Um, so, he, yeah, he did about as well as you can do at yeah. tight end. And Chiefs, I don't know. Patriots, are you playing him? I think we all agree you can play him against the Raiders in your championship. Yeah. So you want him on your team, stash him through that if you can. But yeah, I am, targets. I am very skeptical about playing him against the Chiefs and the Patriots. Honestly. Chiefs yeah. are just like a competent defense. They're not yeah. great, but like it just seems kind of like every week they could shut you down, and then some weeks that they just don't care. Like against against the Raiders, for some reason they allowed like 400 year passing yards, but then they'll shut down any other team one week. It, it's they're weird, so it's kind of a coin coin flip on that one. Yeah, and I would you could make the argument like oh against the Steelers like the guy who we're going to talk about next, like they were number one against the tight end, but now they're not, or now, and then they'd had a bad game against tight end. But I think that was sort of an anomaly. And I think, cause it was a short week and they've had two games where they didn't necessarily live up to their potential, but that's, I think they're going to get mad from now on and sh- go out, like shoot out and stuff. All right, and let's talk about that tight end that played against the Steelers, Logan Thomas for the Washington Washingtons. Nine targets, nine receptions, 98 yards. He got in the end zone as well. He's finished in the top 10 tight ends six times. Half of his, half of his games, he's finishing in the top 10. So this man is a clear streamer through the season, but against the 49ers, the Seahawks, and the Panthers, do you guys trust him? Um, I've said it before. I picked him up to play him weeks 15 and 16. So, and he did bet wow. like this. Only, I think this is only good for him because I, like I said, last week I had him as a bust, which I think rightfully so going against the Steelers. Yeah. But this only makes it, makes me feel better because it's like, Oh, if he can do this against the Steelers, then that's only better for going against lesser opponents. Yeah. He's a little scary. He has three games under ten yards total, though. Like, so he looks to be Alex Smith's number one guy. And we opinion. should know Alex Smith does like the checkdown and the tight end. That's what he's been doing for years. Yeah, game managing teams. Yep. So. Yeah. So. Especially in a game where Terry McLaurin just didn't do anything. Yeah. Terry McLaurin was also banged up questionable coming into this game. So hopefully we get him back and Gibson back at full strength, but against the 49ers, I think, you know, he's going to finish somewhere right around tight end 10 against the 49ers. I mean, there's definitely a chance. There's also a chance he finishes tight end 25 or whatever, but there's a chance he finishes in the top 10. Then against the Seahawks and the Panthers, there's definitely a chance. Yeah. All depends on that touchdown. Yep. If he gets a so, touchdown, he's like automatic top ten. He's definitely going to be a question, a question uh, going, going through this season. The rest of this season, the last three games into the playoffs here, and I think that will do it for us over here today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, if you have any questions. 
on you guys can find us on twitter at ff daydreamers on instagram at fantasy daydreamers we also have a website fantasydaydreamers.com. head over there there's a lot of stuff for you guys to read and you guys can find all of our links and everything over there leave us a five-star review on apple podcast um, review with a question and we'll answer those questions first Thank you guys so much for listening. Anything from you two, Ian? No, you pretty much said it. Just stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Yeah, and uh, much like uh, Ebenezer Scrooge and James Stewart in their holiday classics, you're not going to be sure if what happened was a dream, but in order to find out, you got to stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.